Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Clayton here from HowToDrawComics.net, along with co-host Rick Buller. Did I pronounce your name correct that time, Rick? Closer, I mean... Closer. Yeah. I'm getting better, guys. Uh, one day, one day I won't offend Rick on these intros, and we'll be even closer. It'll be fantastic. It'll almost be um, like we are friends in the end. Exactly. You know, we're, we're getting to know each other for now. We've yep. we've had one podcast episode. This is the second one. We're hoping it'll go a little bit smoother. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But uh, the topic that we will be discussing today is motivation, one of the key things that the aspiring artist needs in order to learn what they need to learn and level up their skill set. But unfortunately, for most, it doesn't always come naturally it kind of comes and goes it's a little bit elusive at times even um so yeah we're hoping to to shine a light on motivation and exactly what it takes to have it and how you use it to push yourself further exactly and 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 yep as i mentioned at the before the re we started the podcast i've never felt the lack of motivation so this is going to be an odd subject for me at least because i i see a lot of people <coughs> discuss the lack of motivation but i in my head it's, it just says but how how can mm -hmm. they lack motivation and my first how can you not have motivation yeah and my first instinct was like thinking do they really want this is that why they they like the motivation is because they don't really want to draw they don't really want to be an artist that, you know the cynical side of of me i ha i have that in me <laughs> and um but but no it, it, there must be other reasons behind it so i thought this would be a good subject also for me to get get some more knowledge uh, to how and why people lack motivation and and they still want to do it yeah absolutely i ask myself the exact same question a lot of the time because uh, you know, we both teach in the classroom, and there are going to be students that are ultra-motivated. They're few and far between. But there are also a lot of students who just, I don't know, like they don't seem to really be that buzzed to be there. And they'll kind of come in, but they're only really there. You get the feeling at least because, you know, their parents told them to get out of the house and do something. Um, now I'm talking about uni taste students, um, of course, this probably is even more prevalent, this lack of motivation in high school students and primary school students because, you know, ultimately when you're talking about uh, primary school and secondary school, students are being taught things that they're really not all that interested in 100% of the time. Uh, so have you found that, Rick, in your classrooms where some students or have you taught or tutored people who, you know, some are kind of interested but others are just, you know, they're not having it? Yeah, that that happens a lot for me because, uh, as I mentioned last last time, I am teaching uh, people, uh, students, uh, young teenagers with problems in their home life, and that's bor uh, bordering on criminal pasts and such. So, yeah, Damn. people people really do that because none of them really wants to be there in a way. They always start out with really making making me know they they're forced to be there and so i have to work both uh, as an artist as a teacher and also as a social helper in some ways when it comes to 
force them into being motivated and that's hard for me because I don't know how it feels not to be motivated. But there mm, are that must be very rewarding though to, to be able to help them out of those slumps and, and get them passionate about something. It's really it's really rewarding. Yeah, it's rewarding from them going in and say, I don't want to do this, you all suck and just want to start a fight rather, to st rather than start a painting because mm. fighting is easier for them. And then uh, yeah, just and then just like a month after they are sitting, all right, let's give it a try. And then they create something with their own hands, and you can see in their faces, and and their eyes how proud of what they do. Mm. That's what makes it worth it at exactly. the end of the day. Exactly. Um, so motivation. Let's see. I was having one of those days yesterday, in fact where I just was not motivated to do anything. It seemed impossible to open up the document that I was supposed to work on, the seven upwards of seven-page script that I was working on for the How to Draw Women Female Heads course. I didn't want to draw. I didn't want to do anything. I really couldn't bring myself to do much more than to procrastinate on social media, Facebook, YouTube, you name it. And... I really hate when I have those days. Now, the night before, I had been out drinking with some friends and having a good old time. And, you know, I was kind of teaching yesterday as well. And I think that for me, when it comes to being motivated, it's not so much about an in-the-moment magical feeling of wanting to get things done. But rather, it's almost a habit. It's it's like I get on a roll with motivation. So if I'm getting up at 8.30 every day to work on that script or to produce another illustration for the course and I'm working on it for five days in a row, that's much easier than to, say, for example, have something, a spanner thrown into the works where, you know, maybe I'm having a day off and I'm kicking back with the partner or some friends. And then going back to it is the hard part, actually getting back into it, mm. getting back on the train and, and continuing onward. So yeah. today, of course, you know, now that I've had, it's almost like I need a procrastination day in order to get my head back into the right mindset. And I don't know if you've also had to deal with this phenomenon either, Rick, but I have found motivation a lot of the time is probably more so of a habit than anything else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... In a sense, I, I understand the lag, uh, lagging motivation. Don't get me wrong when I'm saying that I don't get it. Mm. I, uh, in a sense, I do, but I always got got the, got more than one thing going for, for me, so if I really don't want to work on one thing, I can always go on another thing to work on that I would rather mm. do that still within the within the genre of creating art but I can see it from mm. your I can see it from your point of view as well that you work on mm. the same exact thing for days and weeks and months I can understand why that will eventually get quote unquote boring and and well, it will be and and it will be harder for you to maybe grab motivation but i also understand the fact that i i have that issue as well with pr procrastination that's a tough word for me apparently don't make me say procrastination. that procrastination procrastination <laughs> uh, nation yeah don't make me say that mm. again <laughs> 
Yeah, it's. I mean, and that, that that's what I'm saying though. Like, I I think that we're both workaholics. You're, you're a workaholic. I'm a workaholic, and I think that when we're busy being workaholics, that it kind of allows our mind to click into the correct mindset to be able to just chip away at something for hours on end, to stay up all night and day and to work on one particular thing, to to grow it, to develop it. And so I think that working on the same thing for a long period of time with a laser level of focus can actually be a good thing. I think that, in fact, it it makes you more motivated. It's almost like a pattern that begins to eventuate where now you know that you're getting up at a particular time every day, you're opening a particular application on your computer, or you're ripping out the the sketchbook or the notepad, and you're working on that thing that is the long-term project, I think that that can be a good thing. I think long-term projects, I mean, it depends on the type of person you are. Everybody has always told me that, Clayton, you have an insane amount of patience to be able to work on something for six months to a year non-stop without changing your focus to anything else without getting bored in fact and then on the other hand there are people who are much better at doing this than I am by the way but they'll they'll get done like six small things in a single day now I can't even fathom that you know you, you take me off track you, you tell me to do one thing that I haven't planned for that day and I'll be completely messed up right I won't be <laughs> I won't be able to get back on track. It'll derail the the production train, so to speak. Well, you got you. I I mentioned it earlier. You got extreme tunnel vision, especially when you work. I've sensed I I sensed that and mentioned that too too. And I have it in some way, but because of my job, I can't I can't have it uh, when I'm teaching because they want to learn new things and they. Every everyone have different ways of getting taught or seeing stuff or want to learn different genres of art. So, mm. so when I get home, that's where my tunnel vision starts, and I just start a painting, and I can sit there for like eighteen hours, nonstop. Almost, mm. I I need to take my breaks, you know, because I'm getting old. So, everything starts to hurt. <laughs> Everything starts to hurt after a few hours, after all, but... How old are you, Rick? <coughs> I'm 31. That's not old at all, my friend. Well... You're not that much older than I am. Now I feel older. Thank you. Uh, but... <laughs> but, yeah, you you're, you you have to tu- tu- tunnel vision. I have to tu- tunnel vision. I th- but that's a good thing as well, because... Mm. The prop... Uh, my partner hates me when when I'm in my work mode because I get angry at her when she writes me on Facebook or tries to call me and I'm working. Yeah. Because I can't snap so out of mine. it. And I'm like <laughs> like not right and I'm giving really bad answers like just not deliberately pushing her away but giving her those kind of answers like yeah yeah it's okay fine. Short yeah. short and sweet answers and she gets so annoyed at me. Oh yeah, I bet she does. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing that takes a hit when you are a workaholic is the relationships around you. You know, if you're calling off catching up with your friends or, you know, you have got a partner that you're somewhat neglecting uh, because you would rather be drawing, that can be a problem. 
because you need to, you you also need to you need mm. to work to earn money right so, so yeah, you got to work to earn money exactly yes. so so that also comes into play so you need to work in order to make sure that everything you got a house to live in and then you also have to work for those hours but you also have family mm. that needs attention you also have your partner you also have this and that and and if you and if you don't have the right mindset to to focus it down on what's really really most important then you'll fail then you'll fail a lot yeah but you're talking about something very interesting before rick sorry to to cut you off but um i thought it was super uh you know intriguing as far as motivation does go when you were talking about the the mindset that you were kind of brought up with it was almost like like a discipline that that allowed you to oh yeah um you know, stick with things regardless of whether or not you really wanted to do them. You just do them anyway. So do you want to talk a little bit more about that and the kind of mindset that allowed you to do that? Because I think it's a powerful mindset to have. I think motivation is almost like uh, it's not dependable, unfortunately. People talk about it all the time. You have these motivational speakers, who I love, by the way. I really like watching motivational speakers. They help me to, you know, help me to get in the mode I need to be in. Yeah, but motivation really is a, a disposable thing. It's there sometimes, but not all the time. And so I don't know if it's that much of an advantage. There's got to be something greater than motivation that's going to help you get things done, guaranteed every time. So, and well, I will call that discipline. Mm. As you said, I I come from a very militant upbringing. My father was <coughs> uh and in the army high, higher ranked and mm -hmm. and he always taught me that basically suck it up if you whether you like it or not suck it up i was out al already on survival camps at <clears throat> at the center age of 6 well wow. and i was taught to well, of course you don't like it, but you have to do it. You have to stick through it. You have, to, if you don't fight for it, if you don't f stay focused, if you don't stay disciplined, you won't get anywhere in life. Mm. So, as an answer to your question, on, in my opinion, it's is that there's something more than just the motivation, and that's the discipline to keep that motivation in you. I absolutely and 100% agree. You almost have to be a wizard to be able to conjure up this want to work, to this want to stick with it. And it can be really tough sometimes. It's so easy to say when you're already in the mode to do it, but it's much more difficult when you do wake up and you're having one of those days where you just don't want to do anything, where you just can't fathom it. Now, taking this back to actually developing your skills as a comic book artist, there's probably no other set of abilities that require you to have a high level of motivation, which is that high. And so, especially, you know, for you and I who have been developing our skills over years and years without really going off into other areas and, and other subjects, other topics, I think that motivation has been I, I think it's a want you know you could measure motivation against the amount that you want 
to actually become the artist that you want to become or whatever skill it may be that you're trying to develop the level of motivation you have to stick with it is going to be equal to the amount of passion you have for it would you agree with that exactly uh, i totally mm -hmm. agree but you said that it's that that most um, was mostly only evolving artists in a way but i'll also say mm -hmm. that athletes is the is athletes that wants to be more than just having fun like like olympia like uh, olympic ad athletes they have to have that same mindset oh yeah totally they absolutely and you can imagine what kind of mindset they'd have to have because these are people who push their bodies to the absolute limit physically willing to kill themselves almost willing to kill themselves yeah and they they almost do it's it's an amazing feat to actually become a, an absolute pro in your chosen sport now i i am definitely not an authority on that at all because i am the last <laughs> person to ever pick up a sport i don't even i don't watch, watch football I don't watch soccer. I don't watch hockey. I don't watch any basketball. Let's let's I'm call about it the, the unsportiest dude that you could find. Let's call it football, seeing we are, seeing we are both calling it the right way. I, I'm from Europe, mm -hmm. and we call it football, and it's called football. I don't know what the Americans are. Uh, why the Americans stole that name, but it's called football. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think <laughs> that's the uh, most of our listeners are indeed American, I believe, and and I think, <laughs> you know, I'm probably going to get hardcore corrected here, but but gridiron is the equivalent to to football here over there. Yeah, yeah. I I think so too. Pretty, pretty cool name. But really, but going back to motivational speeches, actually, I when I when I listen to motivational speeches. I do that as well, also when I'm draw drawing and doing that kind of work. It's never motivation. it's actually always motivational speeches directed for athletes. Not mm. for not for artists, but for ad athletes. Because right. the mindset is basically the same. Yeah, okay, we, we don't run a marathon, uh, physical mm. uh, physically at least, but the mindset in order to do what we do and they do what they do is basically the same it, yeah absolutely that's how i i've been raised that no matter what you do make sure make sure you have the proper mindset for it and make sure that you do it with a hundred and ten percent commitment because if you don't 200 percent exactly if you don't have the commitment well why even bother trying mm. i mean the difficult thing is as well as you know it's I guess one of the reasons that I enjoy creating online courses for the for the How to Draw Comics community and, and that kind of thing is that the people getting those courses and checking them out are actually super motivated to develop their skills in that area. You know, every single student who comes through and purchases a course, they're motivated, 100%. However, when you're in a classroom, there's probably maybe one or two or three students that are really super into the topic that is being taught and the others are you know there's the in-betweeners they're kind yeah. of interested but they're also kind of not and then you've got the guys and gals that are just you know they are not having any of it right they come to class late they never do their assignments they don't do any of the work um now i always come at it from a place of compassion i go well 
you know, these guys aren't motivated, and that really sucks. Like, they, they don't want to be here. And yeah. I'm wondering why. I mean, you're, you're right, Rick. Maybe they're just not into the topic that they're learning about, and that could obviously be it. But I wonder, is there a way to be able to get them motivated, to be able to get them juiced up with passion and, and uh, a want to succeed within the topic that they're there to learn? Because if they're going to be there, they may as well not waste their time. They may as well get a new skill under their belt and a new addition to their portfolio or something like that. Um, and so I always try to tie the motivations that the student actually has to what it is they're learning. Because at least then they can use the, the class to actually get closer to that end goal that they're looking to really succeed in. Mm. And I think it's, it's a sense of association, right? And the, the thing is, we, we probably have always known exactly what we want to do, what direction we want to go in. Heck, we probably had way too many options, and we had to kind of cut it down to one or two things that we really, really wanted to do. I had two. But it's, it's important to remember that some people don't have any idea what it is they want to do. Some people yeah. really just don't know, and that I find very difficult to relate with. I don't understand because I've always wanted things. Yeah. I've always wanted to accomplish things, whatever it may be. But I I had two things. I had the one thing that everyone expected me to do, and that was following my father's shoes and go to the army and become a big guy in the army and and all that, or become an artist, which every which everyone is in my family first shunned me for because that's just silly. No one can work as an artist uh, as a full time job. <laughs> Don't be stupid. It was Denmark. It, yeah. it it was Denmark. It was unheard uh, unheard of at that time. Mm -hmm. We didn't even have comics like you guys have comics or uh, comic shops. Wow. We 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 still don't have comic stores per se in Denmark, even though. With all the movies and all that, we don't have comic book stores. We got two in whole of Denmark. Wow! So you can Gosh. imagine my family. Why? I think the first time I even showed my my father a drawing, he took he took it and ripped it to pieces and sent me uh, sent <laughs> me to my room. Oh no! Did he really? Yeah. No. And wow! But later he Brutal. said. And he continued to do that until I brought him something that actually, that that looked good, and he he put and then he put that on the fridge, and he said, "See, if you want if you want this to be on the fridge, you start bringing me this and better. If you bring That's me awesome. if you bring me worse <laughs> than this, I'm gonna rip it up, and you're gonna send you to send it to you send you to the, your room, because that was his mindset. That was how he." in his militant way of teaching thought that mm. I, that was how I, how I was going to improve so my upbringing yeah. has been very different than than many other artists but another point why people might be be easier to not get motivated is again we sp we we hit on it a little uh, last time as well with the participation uh, award talk Mm -hmm. that people get, have it too easy to say no people have too many options to actually yeah. to uh, to actually put uh, put passion into into anything they do because 
if they don't want to do it, it's fine. It's fine. No, uh, nothing, nothing's bad gonna happen. It's it's gonna be fine because everybody, everything is fine. If you know what I feel. So that doesn't make it easier for them either. The new kids, the new people. It's easy. It's easier not to motivate yourself or get passionate about something these days than it was just when we were young, for example. Yeah, definitely. It's. I, I agree. I feel almost sorry for the what they're battling against as far as staying focused. You know, there's there's been all of these conditions that have come about in the modern age, and it's due to technology. And these are actually classified as real, like mental drawbacks that people are suffering from. For example, Rick, did you know that there's an actual term for the anxiety that someone feels when they're separated from technology, when they're separated from their phones or their computer or their tablet? They actually feel a, a, a real sense of measurable anxiety. Uh, yeah, I just I just caught myself looking at my Cintiq monitor and was like, <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I be without you? But Thank yeah, you. but yeah, I mean, I can't because I, but I, I, I've heard of it and I just shook my head and thought, no, that, that can't be true. That, mm. that, that just shows how much in control. Yeah. I think, uh, there's also the, the concept of delay of gratification, which I'm very thankful that I've always had. And it sounds like you've probably got it as well. And there was a a scientific uh, test that they did, I guess you could say, on infants once upon a time. And they eventually tracked these infants to see how they grew up as adults and, and where mm. they ended up ultimately. And it was called the marshmallow test. And I don't know if you've ever heard of it. We actually, we actually, they actually made a TV show of this in Denmark. There you go. And yeah, they, well, they, for, those who d yeah. for those who don't know, the experiment goes along the lines of you know, they'll have a group of infants, a, a group of young children, and they'll say to them, they'll, they'll say to each one, they'll say, look, you can have this marshmallow now, or if you wait an hour, you can have two marshmallows. What would you rather? And they found that the children who took the marshmallow right now, in comparison to the children who delayed their gratification to get the two marshmallows an hour later, when they tracked them as adults, they found that those who had waited, they, those who had delayed their gratification to get the two marshmallows had actually been more successful in life in general. They had better careers. They had better incomes. They looked better, right? They're in better physical shape. And the theory is, is that if you can wait for something, when if you can take the time to build something or to put your energy into something rather than just having it instantly, a lot of the times you're going to achieve much greater things, right? So yeah. this habitual mindset comes into play in a big way, especially in what we're talking about as far as learning how to draw goes or, again, developing any other skill because one of the things that a lot of my students will tell me, I'll say, you know, how did how did your assignments go this week? And, and they'll tell me, you know, I didn't get a lot of time to, to work on it. And I'll say, really? What video game were you playing over the weekend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they'll confess. <laughs> they'll confess. Um, and it's a dangerous thing. You know, I, I used to, I was in the video games industry for some time doing 
uh, odd jobs here and now. I really like the process of creating different designs for characters and environments, and even the 3D digital sculpture was a lot of fun. But I really kind of played games. In fact, I still got a few on my list that I need to get through, unfortunately, and they're quite old. That's what makes it really sad is these games I have been putting off to play, I've been putting off to play for years. Uh, um, but the thing is, is they essentially have this mar an instant marshmallow effect within the game, right? Because you're being rewarded falsely for for getting through to the next level, for, you know, capping off the bad guy in the game, uh, for getting a high score, for ranking up, right? This is giving you that, that false sense of achievement. I mean, you're achieving well, a lot in the you, game, but in get... reality, you're not achieving a whole lot. Exactly. You get, you even get written achievements popping up on your screen when you do special things in the game. Exactly. Badges, avatars, etc. Yeah. And if you compare that to, <laughs> to drawing, and the, the amount of time it takes you to level up in that, the amount of time you have to put in to actually increase your skill is quite a lot more drawn out, isn't it? It's not instant whatsoever. So if you're going to get good at comic book art or music or making film or writing, it's going to require you to have that ability to sit down for an elongated period of time and just work on it even when you're not seeing the rewards well the problem is with that that i can't the whole thing of i can't see the reward well everybody else can you you mm. the best way for me to uh, that i improved a lot when i really jumped was having a person at my side that I knew would tell me the truth and not just mm -hmm. be a suck up to say, say the least. We all have those at us to say, oh, you're so good, you're so great. And then it, re it, it turns out that, okay, that, that might not have been so good. And, mm -hmm. I, and I found a person who was, uh, who was doing that, who was telling me the truth all the time. So that helped me a lot. And everybody needs a person, a person like that, because as I said, you can't go to your parents normally because they, they, they usually always say, oh, this is so good. I'm so proud of you. I'm so most people does at least, or, or they just put, uh, put it on the fridge. Yeah. And that's not the way to go. You need someone who will tell you, okay, I see improvements there and there and there and tell you where, to, where things are wrong. And that's what I want to do within the commu community when I comment on things. I want to tell what I can see and I want to be reminded of, okay, I've seen other works from this guy like a few weeks back. Can I see some improvements already? And sometimes you can. Mm. It's actually easy if you know where to look and compare the two <coughs> pieces of art from the other artist, not yourself. Yeah. Then, then you can see, then you can see the small things that the artist himself can't, or else there's also, yeah, absolutely. The, or else there's also the easy way to do it: keep your drawings, to take them out a year later and compare them. Yeah, oh yeah, it is insane just how different your artwork can look, even a month later. If you're, if you're really working hard to get good, your artwork is just going to continuously transform in very noticeable ways. A again, it requires hard work though. 
I always think of it this way, Rick. If you're practicing, say, an hour a day, you're improving the equivalent of that. But imagine how much faster you might progress if you were, say, putting two hours, three hours, four or five hours. And then you think about the fact that, you know, I always, uh, I use, I listen to a guy called Feng Zhu on, on YouTube. I suggest everybody checks him out if you want to get into digital painting. He runs a school over in, I believe it is Singapore, called the SCD School of Design. And basically what that school teaches is a range of subjects in entertainment design, which is uh, pretty fun to check out, actually, especially if you're into designing your own characters for, say, comic books or environments, etc. But I remember him saying once that his students would work for 16 hours straight per day. Yep. Now, if you compare that to the one hour a day you might be putting into, say, practicing your own skill or your own craft, they're essentially improving 16 times faster than you are. I mean, yeah. isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, it is. And and I also... Like, that's how I I was taught to learn, learn as well. The militant thing is that if you want something, push for it. Work until you can't work anymore. Push yourself as mm. hard as you can. So I have I have done the 18 hours of work. I I also felt it and was punished for it after. My body didn't like it, mm -hmm. but I've done it. And just from that, I had a huge step of, step of improvement. And I was like, okay, 18 hours, I improved this much. Because I literally sat yeah. and repainted the same exact painting over and over and over again wow and did you see a res like the results from that did that really work i i should i should get myself a scanner and actually scan them in and and share with the with the group because yeah absolutely you should that'd be so cool so it 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 does work even even just work 18 hours uh, if if you have the body for it and the mentality because it's not it's not easy mm. to do so what was the drawbacks from doing that? I mean, there would have been some obvious advantages to working that hard. And this definitely speaks to that that discipline that you were brought up with and how much of an advantage it was. But what was the disadvantages? I think it was the physical. My shoulder started aching a lot around around the 12-minute mark. My, my shoulder muscles got, began getting really stiff. And had to stretch every like 10 to 15 minutes just to unstiffen them but i i kept pushing and then it started working into my hand and it felt like nerves start even the nerves in my in my hand and arm started hurting a lot as well but i kept pushing yeah and that was stupid of me at that time i will not recommend mm. anybody if you feel something is wrong with your shoulder or your hand when you draw stop it because you can't I was lucky it could have it could have wrecked my whole career right there oh yeah absolutely it's scary to think about that the the repetitive strain injury and the carpal tunnel and whatnot which I, I already have planned for what I'm gonna do when I get that because it's gonna happen you know it, it, we're artists it's gonna happen I'm yeah. just gonna make films or I'll I'll write a book, but I'll tell somebody else what I want them to write. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you got to have backup plans for these things, right, Rick? Yeah. I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be, I'm going to be uh, uh, an Olympic um, 
Olympic gold medalist. Oh yeah. When I'm done Absolutely. Here. In something. Yeah, surely. I, I have to. It, it's my only choice. I can, I'm too old to get yeah. to go back to the military now. <laughs> you know, you gotta you gotta get over this age thing, man. I'm telling you, you're <laughs> not that old. Nah, I know. It's just it's just when the people I'm I'm around most of the time is just and mm. and you know when you get around the, uh, the third. Well, you're not thirty yet, are you? No, I'm twenty-eight. Okay, come back to me when you're over thirty, and we'll talk about that. It doesn't feel like, oh my God, I'm suddenly old. That feeling will come <laughs> to you, Clayton. I, I'm warning oh, you yeah. right here and right now. So honestly, I know I'm not old. I'm not. No, I'm not old, but I'm I'm past the I'm past the. I'm past <laughs> At the risk of sounding like old farts, uh, <laughs> I get it, man. I really do get it. Like, I was probably, it was about the 25 mark, I think, when I started getting tighter. Before that, I was, man, I was all good. I was getting, you know, four to six hours of sleep a night. It was great, and I was fine. But now, if I try to do the same thing, I am absolutely destroyed. I am wrecked oh, yeah. the next day. Yeah. It is not pretty. Oh. oh, no, 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 I, those were the good days. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Also, oh, yeah. also the good days where you could have a party and then get up in the early in the morning and actually work. Now, now, oh, boy. now yeah. you when you go to a party, you have to take the the day the day after off because forget about it. You can't work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. You know, we used to be so resilient. <laughs> well, um, yeah. but yeah, but I mean, I mean, back to the the whole, you know, the. The battle of remaining motivated in order to actually stick with it and get good at this stuff. I mean, that's the biggest struggle for me. Like, when it comes to teaching especially, and I'm making these courses, the thing is, how do you motivate somebody to actually put it into practice and to understand that, hey, it's going to take some time. I mean, it's even worse because you have to somehow battle through the the lack of encouragement you get when you look at your artwork and it's not looking so great. You know, you're seeing all these other pro artists out there like kicking butt and you look at your own and you're like, man, I am just so impossibly far away from that level of quality. I mean, how do you... It's almost like you have to have a little bit of faith that as long as you keep on going, and I think this is how I motivated myself. I knew that... It was almost like physics. As long as I kept putting in, I would get as much out eventually. And I remember that you know, when I was growing up, when I was in my teens and I was practicing this stuff, I was starting to get real, real serious. I actually messaged Greg Capullo, who some of you might know as the one of the previous artists on the Spawn series. That's how I got into his work. And Probably that was the point at which I, I thought he was at his peak. Um, you know, I loved the amount of detail that he would put into it, the amount of intricacy within the illustrations and the movement within the characters. He now works for DC on a few titles, and I think the artwork, it looks good in its own way. It's just a style that I'm not uh, quite as, I guess, connected with as I was previously. But I messaged him, and he got back to me with some advice about all of this stuff, and he said, yeah, look, it, it is like physics. You, you'll get out what you put in. And I think that just hearing that from him really gave me the ability to just stick with it. Yeah. I knew that 
hey, you know what? My artwork sucks. I know it's not good. That's totally fine. You know, I'll celebrate. I'll celebrate the little achievements, and I'll keep on going until I do get to where I want to be. Because I know if I stay on track, I will get to that destination. It's guaranteed, essentially. But the the thing is, the catch is, is that I've got to stay on it. I've got to keep on trudging through the mud until I get to the clearing. Right? You need to. You need to buckle up, soldier, and keep on moving. Exactly, and that's that's the that's the thing I learned quickly as well is that if you want this mindset, you can't go into working and wanting to be an artist with an emotional mindset, because that oh, no, that won't work. You need to base your whole mindset with rational and logical thinking, because yeah. you can't just if you continue to say, "Oh my my." My stuff is not better than this guy's stuffs, and sorry, that's my militant. Yeah, is that you crying? Yeah, that was me <laughs> pretending to wah wah wah. But but yeah, if you continue yeah. to say that, you demotivate yourself, mm. and then you're getting nowhere. Instead, you go in with the mindset as you just said: it's physics, it's science. Mm. You do some. It's like anything. You do yeah. something for 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 a long time. You'll get better at it, no matter what it is, except flying. Don't try that. Don't try flying, guys. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. I'm not. That's not what I'm saying here. I don't want angry letters from your family that you tried flying and it didn't work. Please. Do you mean without a plane? Yeah, exactly. That's that's <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, but you need um, the mindset. You need the logical mindset that say you get better as you work for it. And the more you work for it, the more you go to the gym and train, the better in shape you become. The brain, totally. it, the brain is a muscle. The more you train your your brain, the better it becomes. The more you train your hand to do those shapes and all that, alongside training your brain, the better it becomes. It's it's science. It's physics it's fact it's logic so toss all the emotional i'm i'm gonna be toss the emotional crap to the side to, to the side <laughs> because you can't use that if you want to get somewhere in life yeah you can't be emotional with if you really want to have discipline in your life and get somewhere with what you're doing no matter what it is yeah that's the truth of it and a lot of the time there is emotion attached to the art that we create in a way. By the way, for <laughs> in case you can hear the racket going on outside, it is pouring, absolutely pouring rain here in uh, cloudy old Melbourne, um, Australia. So uh, we had an insanely cold day yesterday. It was about a high of 12 degrees Celsius. Oh. And... Boy, oh boy, was it chilly! But uh, now it's raining on top of that. That's so that's what we call. It's only getting better. That's what we call summer in Denmark. <laughs> there you go. Wow, that's. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to come and visit sometime. Um, yeah, you know what you were saying, Rick. It, it really made me start thinking about how you know not only as an artist do you need to learn how to use the tools of the trade. For example, the software that you're working in or the hardware that you might be using as far as tablets and and iPads and stuff goes uh, or if you're doing it through the traditional way learning 
how the the different textures of paper or whatever react to the the lead or the ink that you're using on the page um but it also started getting me thinking about how the process of actually improving your skill set of actually getting better also involves you getting to know how to use the tool which is your brain and your hand and your eyes and getting all of those coordinated because the brain is the kind of tool that is very diverse it can be used for a lot of things but you have to understand and know and practice how exactly it can be used to achieve those things right because as you use it to to do things and to to achieve things it's going to require you to call upon a whole new different understanding and outlook and skill set in order to understand it in order to really get how it how to how to use your mind and how to use the other the other physical things that are at your disposal to be able to achieve and accomplish what it is you're trying to set out to do yeah yeah um you know what i always do before i start anything else mm. i uh, when we talk about uh, the whole training your brain thing and all that every day before i start anything else as a warm-up people usually go sc uh, make some few little scribbles and something like that i always go into manga studios and i find and i find a pencil a, a random penciled page or something a cover for or something and then i ink it from start to finish before i do anything else wow really does that not take a while uh, it did at start it did it did at first but i'm not doing like jim lee inking it's uh, it's like mm. uh, the, the one i have right now i think it's uh i think it's uh what's he called what's he called he he he's done some batman as of late I can't remember right now. I'm sorry. And and also David Finch. I've been here. I've done some inking of, basically just, uh -huh. just, to kickstart the brain and the hands into the movement of it all. And that's how you start it up. It's a good way to start up. Start doing some inking, even though you don't plan on doing that as a profession later. It's a good mm. way to start up your brain and your hand, and and get yeah. into the motion putting some coal into the engine getting it all fired up exactly and that's that because you have to your brain is a really powerful thing as you said and if you mm. if you don't control what it does <coughs> sorry if you don't okay. control what it does it will go it will just jump left and right and you'll get nothing done but if you are able to focus it with patience into something you want it to do, it'll get you there because that's what it's made for. It's made f if you if you can control your brain, you can get anywhere where anywhere you want to be, and that's part of being disciplined. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a magnificent thing that we have is our mind i mean it it literally allows us to be able to do anything we want like yeah. anything we set out to do anything we can imagine we can accomplish it with our brain and i think that's what's important to remember is that you might not be good at everything but you can sure learn how to be no matter what it is yeah 
Um, and so, yeah, well, I guess in the, the roughly 10 to 15 minutes that we have left in today's episode, um, what I'd uh, ask you, Rick, is what are some of the, the strategies you use in order to motivate yourself, in order to get yourself into the zone, to be productive, to actually pull off what it is you're trying to do for that day? Well, I I work very rational and logical, so I have everything set up for like weeks, like jobs on paper and everything. So I know beforehand, before I even wake up, what I have, what I'm going to do the day after, because then I I'm preparing my brain already, so I can get up, eat my breakfast, and then start doing exactly what I what I've what it's in my calendar to do then i do the yeah totally and then i do the inking to get my brain into it even though i may be tired and i just oh i just want to play far cry 5 mm-hmm. or so, uh, a game like that and i could do, i could choose to do that because a day off for the, a day off for me right now isn't isn't going to hurt me but I decided no, I'm gonna do that. And after I've I finished inking that, even though I could easily stopped halfway through the inking because I'm already already there, I'm motivated enough to continue doing my own stuff. Just yeah. just by doing that, I'm still finishing it just to get the feel of completion because because that's a feeling artists artists can grow grow from as well. The feeling of completion. Being Absolutely. finished, being yeah. finished with with something, because many artists, as everybody probably knows, the chances of being finished with something as an artist is not as big uh, as when you're when you're practicing as as you might think it is, because when practicing, it's not about finishing your artwork; it's about training, training the simple things, and putting it together later. So that's what I'm doing with uh, when I motivate myself. I, I just start inking, and while I ink, I have another I have another monitor. I'm look and I look uh, uh, look through uh, potential references I need for the for the for the specific job while I do that. So I'm ready. I'm ready to move directly from the inking and over. And not let my yeah, and, and not let my brain go ooh a squirrel and I forget all about it. <laughs> not letting it get uh, distracted. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. For me, it's um. For me, I try to focus on where all of this is going. Whatever it is I'm working on, I try to think about the end outcome, and then I work my way back from that. I go, well, what do I have to do next in order to get a little bit closer to that end goal and I think that the more important and the more I can pretty up that end goal in order to get me you know hungry enough to achieve it I think that's really the key for me like I've got to there's got to be an important outcome if the outcome isn't there and it's not really like I don't feel like it's worth putting all the work in that I'm going to have to put in in order to achieve it then it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to feel that motivation. And I try to always keep in mind that anything worth doing is going to be hard to get because I think a lot of the time that when we expect things to be easy and they're not, that can be kind of deflating. It can kind of pull us back down to 
ground and get us back in touch with the reality that you know even though this idea sounded like it was going to be great in the beginning it's going to require a heck load more than we ever expected to put yeah. into it in the first place so i try to remind myself that the harder it is the the better it must be right the more worth it is to do and i try to keep that in mind and i do a similar thing to what you were talking about as well rick where i don't do it the night before and I'm terrible at scheduling things out on the calendar. I don't know why. I, I, I swear, I must be cursed or something because somehow I end up 10 days behind schedule uh, <laughs> in, in a single day. <laughs> and, so, and so what I do try to do, though, is the first thing I'll do when I switch on my computer is I try to set the tone for the day by loading up you know, Manga Studio or Photoshop or whatever application I'm about to work in and loading up the document that I, I, I want to actually work on. And then I will also get my references up because what the references allow me to do is they allow me to look through artists whom I admire and to observe the style that I'm, you know, I always let my influences direct my style to an extent because if that's the kind of artwork that I like and that I enjoy. Naturally, I want my own stuff to be and look the same, or at least try to take on some of those characteristics. You never want to 100% copy uh, at face value exactly what another artist's work looks like, but you do want to let it kind of inspire you directly the look of your own and work. And that's also a, an homage to the actual artist that you are working uh, that you're doing this with that you're looking up to by bringing some of their style into your work i mean jim lee talked about it in one of his streams and he says every time he, he he's told that and he can see another artist have brought some of his style into their own work he always get gets humble because he knows how how it feels he knows that means a lot yeah absolutely well, it's funny because, you know, his artwork is probably based on somebody else as well. I think he's mentioned his influences before. Oh, yeah, I can't remember. So, yeah. Yes, that would be a great topic for another episode, but developing style is something that we concern ourselves with more than we actually need to. Um, because at the end of the day, your style is only going to be a compilation of all the other artists that you already enjoy Right. Whether you do it on purpose, whether you focus on doing it or you, or not, it comes by it itself. So, people it's that thing, people yeah. that that works too much into that will get stuck in that and then forget all the other important things. Of exactly of doing art because that part is the easiest part of being an artist in my opinion. Uh, in my opinion, because that will be that will be interpret in your in itself but it's yeah. the rest that's the hard part it's the focus yeah it's the discipline you say you talked about one or two hours a day i've never seen that as being enough for if you want to do really if you really want to be somewhere in life when it comes to being an artist you have to work even harder mm. than that I'm not saying break your shoulder and do t 18 hours a day, but try and find a middle way. And people that say, well, I have too much th other stuff to do. I got friends that needs me and uh, and all that. 
Well, that's fine as well, but if you really want to do this, you need to know you have to do sacrifices like athlete, the athletes ha have to do when they, pr when they train, like movie actors, uh, movie actors have to do when they, when they refine their own bo body of work, they make sacrifices as well where it needs to in order to become what they want. If you have a goal, like you said, this is a slight jump of conversation, but as you said, you see a go end goal and that's really mm. good to have. I have that as well. And then you slowly break that end goal into small steps. I, I know yeah. everybody has probably heard this one before, but it's that doesn't make it less true. That's basically how you need to do it. You have to make lesser goals. You have to make like a stairway up to that goal. One step at a time. You can't just yeah, totally. You can't just order the elevator and then hope for getting up there in in one go. No, it's a million st million hard steps, and it's gonna stop on every floor, isn't it? It is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always a balance too. Obviously, there are gonna be people out there right now who are listening and. They've got families to look after, and they they maybe have kids, and um, you know there's there's friends, of course. You gotta you gotta look after your buddies, and there's also partners and whatnot. And so it you might even have another day job, right, uh, where you do have to kind of do it in order to put bread on the table, pay the rent and the bills, etc. But what I'd say is. Try to fit this stuff in wherever you can. If it means getting up a few hours earlier every day, then so be it. Maybe you sacrifice a little bit of sleep. Sleep is important, but maybe you can sacrifice it a little bit. Maybe there's areas where you can squeeze in a few bouts of practice here and there. Bring in but a remember, br whatever you bring a notebook with you all the time. Yeah. But yeah. if, you, if, you're standing, I, I, if you're standing in queue in the DMV, as an example, not saying all Americans are standing in queues in DMVs all the time, it's an example, have your notebook with you and start drawing there. I, absolutely, if you take public transport, you take the bus to work, you take the train to work, that's an opportunity there to crack open a sketchbook and start to do a few practice sketches. Every time and there's a chance for you to pro. pro Procrastinate! Ah, oh, goddammit! You made me say the word, uh, the word again. <laughs> every, I did. Every, I did. every time there's a chance for you to procrastinate, there's also an equal time for you to do some drawing. Mm. That's the basic. I mean, that's, the last... the, uh, that's the hard truth of it. If you can, if you can relax and have fun, you can also draw. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, the last thing that I'd say on this is. Remember, whatever you do, motivation is a habit, right? If you get into the habit of putting in a particular amount of time to practice between, you know, say 8.30 and 5.30, or maybe it's a few hours before you have to go to work in the morning, maybe it's a few hours when you get home after you've done your homework if you're, you're going to high school or something like that. Remember that practicing is a habit motivation and disciplining yourself to sit down and do the work that is a habit and this isn't just you know something that is is an airy fairy notion this is an actual physical thing believe it or not that your brain does 
our brain it creates this whenever it creates a new connection or, or a new behavior or it learns something new it gets into the it, it levels up right you've heard that yeah. if you practice enough you get to know things off by heart and you're able to do it without even thinking well that's because that of the material within your brain that's wrapping around these neural connections within it every time you repeat an action right this is what creates habit and it's called myelin and every time you you do something and your brain makes that new connection to what it is you're doing whenever you repeat that process that connection within your mind gets reinforced okay so so it gets easier. At first it'll be very difficult, but if you continue doing it on a repetitive basis, it'll get easier and easier. You won't even think about having to put in the time to practice because it'll become an automatic process. Well, humans are very happy. Is it habitual? No. Habitual. Habitual, yeah. That they they live for habits because that's how, yeah. how as you said, the brain works. So make it a habit. That's. I think that's the best way to say it when it comes to how can I how can yeah. I get, how can I learn to draw? Make it a hap, uh, Make it a habit to draw every day. Yeah. At least I w- I would say at least more than one hour if you want to see yeah. quick pro- progress. Big time. Motivation is not a guarantee, but discipline and habits are. Yeah. They're a lot harder to break. And more often than not, you'll find that your habits remain consistent, much more consistent than motivation will. Yeah. So don't wait to be inspired. Don't wait to be motivated. Just start doing the thing that you want to do and do it so many times that it's it becomes harder not to than it is to continue going. Right? Exactly. Cool. Well, you know what? I think we'll wrap it up about there. We have had an hour of insight, Rick, and I thank you for being here, man. I know it's very late over there in Denmark, so uh, I, I will. I will, will stay. I will stay up for these things because they 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 teach me a lot as well. Yeah, totally. I get I think to, it's, I it's get great. To, I get to see other aspects of it all just by talking to you, because it's mm. uh, the more we talk, that it's funny that even though we share the same passions, our mindsets towards it seems so different in in some ways like really yeah. different but yeah but it's we still have it in uh, still have the the same teachings but we learned them different ways different things are going to work for different people and did you, it's did because you, not everybody is the same did you have a father that ripped your that tore your that tore your drawings up and said do better uh no he didn't uh. um he was a he was he now, now you're gonna now you're is. now you're gonna call him and say oh dad i just got reminded how much i'm happy you're here how much i'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't t- t- you didn't tear up my drawings thank you <laughs> yeah i mean he was very he was always a um he still is a, a very hard working man he is a definitely a workaholic in his trade so he's a uh he's a builder ah. and well so are um, you in your in, in your own way yeah, in a way, it's, it's a creative thing, and I think that I do get a lot of my work ethic from him, in a, in a way. But um, as far as the way in which he thought about my career as an artist, he he always said that 
either thought that I'd be a bum on the street or that I'd be rich. <laughs> and what are you um, now? He, in other words, he was saying that he, uh, he, he said that you'd either succeed or you wouldn't succeed, and that'd be fine. And now I'm kind of somewhere in the middle where I'm able to just, you know, I'm able to do what it is that I love every single day, and I'm very, very grateful to be able to do that. Yeah. But um, I think that for me, Rick, one of the areas in which we are very different is that I'm a lot more motivated by encouragement and the belief that I can do something. And the more people that I have around me that are reinforcing that belief, the more I feel that I can succeed. Yeah, so I'm driven yeah. more I, to do I, so. I, 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 Whereas some people are more motivated by the negative. They're like, you know what? You're, you're not going to be able to do this. Try harder. You suck. And that's going to motivate them and push them further than being encouraged. So... It depends on who you are. I, I won't um, some say. People, I won't say uh, more I, than the other. I, I won't say. I, I understand those uh, those two, but I I, th I think I'm more uh, in between because I want to be motivated by telling, "Oh, you're good. You're actually doing good." But I wanted I wanted to come from people that I know is going to tell me the truth about it, and not just yeah. say, "Oh, this is awesome. This is great." Because they they know you mm. because they know you or that you're, they know you're an artist or that you're a family member. I want to hear it from people that I know will tell me the truth if if it's not. Yeah. Like when people are yeah, like pe when people in the group uh, about uh, with you, you with your latest female. The way you don't um, uh, yeah, uh, with the with the buff female. Ah, uh, yeah, all the muscles. Yeah, the, yep. the way you took that critique, I could in the way you you replied you were loving it it i could almost tell from the way you replied that you were loving getting that sort of critique because it came from people mm. that had actually spent time looking at it and telling you what could have what could change to make it look just a tad better perhaps and that's the good yeah, and absolutely. that's the kind of critique i want is from people that have invested time in actually going into length to see what they don't like about my art and give me a give me a helping hand in, into how to improve it that's the kind of critique i want that's the logical and and uh, rational mindset of me as, uh, of mine as well doesn't matter if you're better than me or you're worse than me as an artist if you can give me some input alongside your this is looking good this is looking bad that yeah i i want i can use that and that that motivates me more than comments that just says wow or beautiful yeah big time i mean i, I guess you know that's a great question for the audience out there you know what are you motivated by are you motivated by the positive or the negative what pushes you more being challenged by those who around you are telling you that you're not going to be able to make it, you're not going to be able to do it, or are you more likely to feel as though you can succeed? You'll be pushed more by the encouragement that they give you because we're all different. Some people like like it <laughs> served bitter. Some people like it served sweet. And it really ultimately comes uh, down I, I to just... what's going to work for you. Not Neither is worse than the other. It's not bad uh, or good. Uh, it uh, ultimately just comes down to what is going to be the most effective driver yeah 
So that's yeah. that's gonna be the question for the group then when we're gonna put it so please write in the comments below how how you get motivated and what and what yeah. what gives you the strength to push on what kind of comments you want to hear exactly and with that awesome i i got i got a danish test for you oh for me yeah oh okay now that you're Far away. now that you've been so great at saying my last name uh let's let's up the ante a bit here let's up the challenge here a bit we got a tongue twister in danish are you up for it uh, okay go ahead Rød grød med fløde. Uh, Rød grød med fløde. Oh, oh, hold, that's... Rød grød med fløde? That's... Wow, oh, that's actually really good. Usually, no way. Usually people that says that forgets that uh, the D's we use are silent, so they got hard D's when they say it. Uh, and uh, and uh, well, you you pronounced it for me, so I was all good. I had a bit of an advantage. Well, I try to do that, but people even mess it. That's really good. That you said that better than you said my, that you've been saying my last name, by the way. Beautiful. Well, thank <laughs> you. I'm I'm proud. Uh, look, I'm motivated now. Yeah. I'm motivated to get better at Danish tongue twisters. Denmarkian tongue twisters. <laughs> Denmarkian tongue twisters. All right, Rick. Yeah. Let's call it a call it a wrap on this thing and uh i'll catch you next time man and i will catch we will catch you guys you, you people listening uh hopefully next week for another episode of the htdc podcast <laughs>